Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and biology graduate specialising in the human microbiome, Matilda Hansley-Davis, is talking about the sweet secrets of seagrass. With yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist who knows basically nothing about seagrasses except that dugongs think they're pretty great. So, Matilda, you've got to take me back to the basics here. What's the deal with seagrass? Yeah, and I admit I hadn't really spent much time thinking about seagrass until this week, (laughs) but they're really cool. So they're the only flowering plants that can grow underwater. They're not seaweed. They're more closely related to the flowering plants that we have on land. So unlike seaweed, they have like the roots, stems and leaves and flowers and seeds, just like the land plants that we're more familiar with. Oh my God, I literally thought they were seaweed that just looked like grass. I had no idea that they were sort of far more similar to the flowers that we know on land. Yeah, they're really interesting. And so seagrasses actually form these underwater meadows in coastal areas of the ocean. And these seagrass meadows are very efficient carbon sinks. So they can store nearly twice as much carbon as the same area of land-based forest and do it 35 times more quickly. Wow. I mean, that's pretty impressive, but I need to ask you, what's so sweet about the seagrasses? Why are we talking about sweet secrets of seagrasses today? Yeah, great question. Um, So it's a new study by researchers from the Max Planck Institute for Marine Microbiology in Germany, and it's found that seagrass ecosystems store a lot more carbon in the form of the sugar sucrose, which is table sugar, so just like the white sugar you might use in baking or to put in your tea or coffee. Yeah, wow. And the researchers found that concentrations of sugar in the rhizosphere, which is the environment around the roots of the seagrass, were about 80 times higher than we previously thought based on other marine records. Well, that's huge. I mean, I have to say as a big fan of sugar, I can see why dugongs are so keen on seagrasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so extrapolating from the sites that they looked at in the study, which I think was um, at least six meadows, they estimate that globally seagrass ecosystems are storing between 0.6 and 1.3 million tons of sugar in the rhizosphere. So that's about the same amount of sugar as 32 billion cans of Coke. Matilda, that is intense. Like that is genuinely crazy. Why so much sugar? So plants photosynthesize, as you might know, Mm -hmm. that's where they take sunlight energy and carbon and they convert that into sugars and oxygen. And what the researchers think is that when there's a lot of sunlight, like say in the middle of the day, the seagrasses are producing more sugar through photosynthesis than they actually need, than they can use or store. So they release the excess sucrose into the rhizosphere. Okay, that's really interesting. So, I mean, what happens to the sugar once it's released? Yeah, so something else that's surprising is that there's a lot of marine microbes like bacteria and stuff living in the ocean and in the rhizosphere, and you might think that they would like to eat this sugar because it's quite easy to break down and get energy out of. But actually, the researchers found that the seagrasses also release these antimicrobial compounds called phenolics into Mm. the sediments around their roots, and that seems to keep most of the microbes away. Okay, 
Yeah, so there's only a few sucrose specialist microbes that can kind of thrive in the seagrass rhizosphere and feed on the sucrose, and the researchers think that these specialist microbes might be able to degrade the phenolics produced by the seagrass. Okay, so how does this relate back to carbon storage? So it's actually probably quite a good thing for the planet that microbes don't consume all of this sucrose underneath the seagrass because if they did, they would be releasing quite a lot of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere and contributing to climate change. Right. So the researchers estimated that if all the sucrose in the seagrass rhizosphere was broken down, it would release at least 1.54 million tonnes of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, and that's about equivalent to the CO2 that's emitted by 330,000 cars in a year. Whoa. Okay, so we're in fact very lucky to have seagrasses in our lives. Yes, absolutely. And they're so underappreciated, you know. But yeah, unfortunately, seagrass ecosystems are under threat. So it's been estimated Mm -hmm. that up to a third of the world's seagrass population may already have been lost in the past century. Um, And that's because they're vulnerable to things like algal blooms, which are caused by nutrient runoff from agriculture and pollution um, because the, the algae blocks the sunlight from getting into the ocean and the seagrass needs sunlight to photosynthesize. And they're also affected by things like rising ocean temperatures. Okay, so like many things we discuss here on Cosmos Science Daily, it's really human interference and climate change that is just ruining things for everyone else yet again. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's not helping, that's for sure. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, seagrass ecosystems are, are really important and really interesting, actually. So not only do they store carbon, but seagrass is the main food source for some large marine animals like dugongs, as I think yes. you mentioned, <laughs> and sea turtles. Um, they provide habitat for smaller marine creatures and they, of course, oxygenate the water through their photosynthesis. So, yeah, let's appreciate seagrasses a bit more And let's see what we can do to protect these sweet ecosystems from further harm. Do you know what, Matilda, this is weirdly heartwarming and I think that's a very important takeaway message. Let's let's appreciate the seagrasses because they're just doing good things for us. So thank you to everyone for listening and be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. wondered how old the earth is and how we know or exactly how popping candy works from listener and cosmos magazine comes huh science explained a weekly podcast where we answer all of life's questions big and small no lab coats required and we'll do it in 10 minutes or less search huh science explained download the listener app now and listen for free listener